Now we're recording. Great. Just did an amazing intro and it's all gone. So do you want to introduce yourself? Tell me a bit about yourself. Right. Um, so I'm Chen Yi. I'm from Singapore. I'm 24 this year. Right into my third year of chemistry right now. Very tough year indeed. Very, very tough year. Um, well, three quarters of the way of university. Almost done. The Well, the end is near. The end is near. Graduation's coming up. Do you like it? University. Well, um, the first few years were fine. I mean, the third year, you start having a love-hate relationship with things uh-huh. you actually learn. I mean, it, it's it's good fun, but still, though, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I think just... that sigh said a thousand words there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you said you were born in Singapore. I was born in Singapore, yes. Um, how long did you spend in Singapore before coming here? All your life? I, I spent about 16 years there. Um, so um, I was sent to public schools in Singapore first before um, going to semi-private school and secondary school in Singapore. I was be- there for about four years before my parents sent me to a boarding school in Scotland. Boarding school? I did, yes. How was that? An experience? Oh, um, people there weren't very exposed to people from other parts of the world, but... I mean, well, quite it was close-minded people. Uh, well, I wouldn't say close-minded. I mean, there were some interesting individuals. There were mm. great people there, but I think the general consensus I got from the the school there it wasn't a bad place to be in. It was just people were not aware of things. I mean, there were some um, situations where it got slightly offensive, where someone wore the Viet cultural Vietnamese hat and walked around saying that oh, he's um, from a certain part of the world. And we even had a German boy that actually wore the swastika what? for a Halloween party. He was told to take it off. And he was German himself. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that wasn't really, uh, I was actually quite shocked because with the boy, the Vietnamese hat and, and said something's really offensive and the, the German boy, I felt the school didn't really had a harsh stance towards certain uh, insensitivities. They just went like, oh, just don't do it, but. No one was actually harsh on it. And I felt that's how the school culture actually became about. And they just, yeah. It's almost like when, when people talk about subjects of like institutional racism, yep. that's when it exists. That's, oh, yeah. That's when oh, yeah. it's much more prevalent. Oh, yeah. Where the university was like, mm, slap on the wrist, but they don't realize that this is probably quite a, this is a serious thing. It's, it's more entrenched in society than you think it is. Mm. I mean, it may just be an act, but. Why do people even do it? I think that's the question there. I mean, do you think they they think it they don't take it seriously? It's just a joke, or do you think there is something maybe a bit more uh, malicious there? I think most of them are unaware. I mean, like I would say, maybe in certain more conservative parts of the, uh, the UK, I mean, people are not aware. But if you were to do it in the US, people might even call you out. Like especially if you live in California, where there's a huge Vietnamese population you would definitely get told of by people around right. there. Yeah. So it's almost just ignorance here. It's just how they're just naive I, to I, what it means. And I would say so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a bit unfortunate because, um, I mean, Singapore is an ex-colony and we heard great things about this country. And when my grandparents came to live here with me for a couple of months, they actually sang nothing but praises, but just saying nothing but praises for the UK. They mm. they absolutely love the UK and to them, the UK is everything. And, um, wow, really? Yeah, I mean, because for my for my family, at least from my mum's side, 
and even to some extent my grandfather and my dad's side, um, we very patriotic to the UK. So really? My, yeah, my great-grandfather actually um, did work with the Royal Air Force in Singapore. So that's what um, made my grandfather join the military before the British left as well. Right. He was trained by, and when the British left, the um, people from Israel came to train Singapore. So um, it was very much, uh, on my mum's side, it was very much a military family because my uh, granduncles and aunt, grand aunts actually went on to be part of the uh, early administration in Singapore right. when the British was, were about to leave. Then, yeah. So uh, military is quite prevalent on your your mum's side. My mum's side, but what does uh, your dad's side? What's what's the history there? Just business, just, just business, regular business. Yeah, <laughs> boring. How boring. <laughs> um, nah. Yeah. Um, so tell me a bit about Singapore. What, what's I, obviously I've never been. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. much about the culture. I don't know much about what kind of community it's like. Yep. What it's like so there at all. In Singapore, the four main races there they're the Indians the Chinese the Malays the indigenous people the Malays are the indigenous people right. of the region and then we have Eurasians which are mix Europeans and Asians whose descendants actually live in Singapore right the ones that stayed when the British left mm. as well um, do these people live in harmony or is there uh, maybe do they, do they sort of group together there's one, there's one thing I've learned from there's one thing I've learned so far I mean in being in a multicultural country especially when you see in London and stuff like that mm. and then in New York there would definitely be people who are a bit narrow minded that's one thing for sure right. people who don't get along well because they say they're best than other people but I think for the most parts of it Singapore's actually okay but there's un, there's definitely unspoken traces of racism which even I, as a majority race in Singapore, actually experienced when I was serving my national service. Oh, you had to... I did, oh, yeah, yeah. national service in Singapore? It was, yeah. For a, a year, one year? It was two years, actually. Two years? Yeah. How did that go? What was that like? What age were you when you did that? Um, I actually gave up two years of my best life. Um, I was 19 when I finished, I was 21. So technically, technically, if I did a bachelor starting when I was 19, I would have actually been my first year postgraduate this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been completely done with that. Um, do you, do you think you learned anything from from doing a national service? Uh, it's a bit unfortunate. It actually depends on your luck. Actually, I mean, you. Um, well, do you think it should be something that exists? I mean, it should be, but if a country's not war, I mean, two years is a bit much. Really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, two two years of your youth as well. Oh yeah, I mean, two years of lost income as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most yeah. people say it's like, oh yeah, you'll be fine. Two years is really fast, but I mean, when you're actually the one doing it and it's a daily grind to you. Is it treated as a job? Do you do you get paid for it? Uh, the reason why it's not we're not paid a salary is because they would have to pay more if it's called salary. We're just paid an allowance. An allowance. An allowance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So it's um, Singapore is an expensive country. In fact, it's it's been consist- consistently ranked as one of the most expensive uh, country in the world. Really, even more expensive than Switzerland. So um, are the people there generally wealthy? It's a bit it's a bit embarrassing to say this, but the divide in the country is massive. I mean, much as a much as we do not like to say that um, the wealth divides big, it is really big. Right. It's, it's such a stark contrast in the sense that 
Is it people with money live really well? Right. And people who don't have lots of money don't live really well. Right. And and is that is it noticeable? Oh, it very much is in yeah. the way you talk and the way you in the schools you go to. Really. Um and your honestly, your possible job opportunities in the future right. as well, yeah. Uh, much as the government in Singapore likes to say that, oh, um, everything's fine. If mm. you work hard, it'll be okay. But it's always that little bit more, that privilege, which you are actually lucky when you're born with, mm. that kind of gives you the extra itch, just with the extra step in mm. society. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, so what, is a, what does it look like in comparison to here? Um, is it... Does it have similar architectural style and and similar culture, or is it drastically different? We do have colonial buildings, which are yeah. the old ones, which is more adapted to the Southeast Asian climate. Right. But I think when it comes to um, certain, say, if you come from a, how do I say? There's a certain term for mm-hmm. the people there. It's um, the English-speaking Chinese people who actually collaborated with the British more and things like that. Some of them actually live in the old colonial buildings, which had a bit of a mix of um, eastern and western furniture. And it has a well, it's kind of a bit like this, right? But it's um, yeah, it's. I find Singapore is a very mixed country in the sense that I find, at least from my opinions, we get the mix of best of both worlds. We were exposed to the west, and we got our roots from the east. Mm. So yeah, the, the best of both worlds. To yeah. say we're adaptable, I would say we're very much like Hong Kong, but yet different as well. I can't explain this, but there is a difference between Singapore and Hong Kong. Right, you just can't really put your finger on it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Culturally, yes, we are Chinese. Mm. But in terms of the way we think, it's a very mixed way of thinking. As a more progressive way of thinking is it more a traditional way of thinking it's traditional in some sense but it's progressive in some sense mm. it's 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 hard to say but you just kind of live it i mean right like it's a way of life you can't it's really... a way of life exactly like um how do i put this um my family likes to go uh for weekends uh out for the weekends for afternoon tea right but in a very different way we like to go for dim sum that's like an afternoon tea in the uk you get over the weekends right and so we do like certain um traditions which the uk has mm. but we adapt it to according to the asian culture if you right know right there. yeah interesting um do you miss home when you're here ah home that's a very good question or home, do you do you not home is where home? the heart is ah, I mean, where, where is the heart that's the real question then the heart i mean it sounds a bit silly. I mean, um, I was I was back home for national service, but I felt that my heart was never there. Right. I would cry it like it's it sounds silly, but I cried uh, patriotic British military songs. I mean, like why am I here and things like that? Because uh, yes, I mean, boarding school wasn't the best experience, but it was enjoyable. It was nice to live here. I mean, I met some really good people as well. Mm. I met uh, Rias. Mm-hmm. I met some, I met you. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. <laughs> people that actually were very welcoming. And um, and I hope Britain will be like that, even after Brexit. Mm. I know some people don't want me here. 
Mm. Do you, do you, do you think that's is that something you you feel on a daily basis? Do you feel like no, you're almost like not. an outsider? No, definitely not. No, one hundred percent not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have great friends from England. I have great friends mm. from Scotland. So I'm saying not everyone's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a really small proportion of it. But I felt that there's another. There's another. Okay, so they're the really close people, and the ones that are not welcoming. Yeah, and then there's the people in between. Mm. So who are the, who are the people in between? The people who don't care? Not even don't care. It's just um, they're just a bit wary of you. Right. It's like wondering why you're here, but then again, it's the British culture: be polite about stuff, and then like they welcome you. Right. But they don't get too close to you. That's interesting. They I'd keep never, you in arm's length away. I would never see the world like that. You know, I would never, I could, I wouldn't notice things like that because I suppose I've just never needed to notice mm-hmm. things like that. I've never been in your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to hear you talk about it. I also feel like, do you not, do you not feel a bit insulted to be sort of like patriotic to this country and then for people from this country to almost think, why are you here? But then you are patriotic to this country and you do believe in this country and you are, you do stand by this country. And then there's people from this country that are like, hmm, why Why is this person almost like infiltrating here? How I deal with such situations is that I would say they're not the real British people then. They're not right. real British because mm. that's not the real British. I know the real British. I've seen the real British. I've seen good people in this yeah. country. Remember, I mean, in every country, you always see bad people, oh, good yeah. people and everywhere. I mean, even in Singapore, I mean, I did tell you there was reverse racism as well in national service. Mm. I've I've honestly faced more racism in Singapore in the two years in national really? service than I ever did in in Britain for the past how many years right now five years. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, back to national service. How like what did you do? What do you do? Um, Just training because the country's we, not at war. So no, it's not. Um, I was fortunate enough because uh, I was placed in a nine to five job. Right. So I was very much an office boy. Right. But there was um there was a special title given to me as well. Mm. I was like the um because I was placed in police, I was like the station's athlete. Right. I was given off time off to roll, swim, go to the gym and basically train my um train myself for right. um sporting competitions. So I swam for them, I ran for them. Really? Yeah, uh I did um endurance sports for them like um so I like it's like carrying weights when you run. It's like doing right, obstacle right. course races. Um, it's good fun. It was good fun. I I did rowing for them. We won competitions. Did you feel like you weren't really progressing in life though? It was like a chore to do these. It things. was. I mean, it was. Uh, it was mind numbing. I felt that. I honestly felt that. I wasn't working my brain. You're at just all. wasting it was, time. It, I was wasting my time mm. there. Some days it was fun. I mean, some days it was really boring. Mm. And. Uh, it's just that. I mean, I do my best. I mean, I've 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 helped people before in the in in a, in a police context in the sense that I just I just want to get the job done. I just sit, just right, just tell me the truth. Tell me what happened. I'll try to help you. I'm I'm not here to get you because right. I'm just here for two years. I mean, it doesn't yeah. really affect me or affect It's, my it's job. not like you uh, had a passion for that job, or you're you were. I have just a passion kidding. for helping people, yeah. but I didn't have a passion for doing my job because mm. I felt that some people are necessarily mean as well in the service. Right. 
because they're just trying to get at people just they're more concerned about getting their new ranks and things yeah, like that but, the power has gotten to them oh in yeah a sense. oh yeah i know i think i think because of the way how hard singapore how hard life has become in singapore rank and money it's so important what do you mean how hard it's become it's expensive right um, so it's a very like sort of cutthroat culture you need to oh yeah oh yeah it's very competitive as well very very competitive i mean i was fortunate enough to be in the best boys school in in singapore as well right uh it was consistently ranked number one um Hmm. for um, i can almost guarantee everyone listening to this right now Mm -hmm. will never know what that's like to be in an all boys school and to go to a boarding school as well Mm -hmm. do you want to try and dive into that and just sort of explain what that's like like a boys' school. Yeah. Well, boys' school is fun. I is mean, it very disciplined, very hard. Uh, some teachers are necessarily mean. Mm. I was even manhandled in school. Really? Yeah. You couldn't do that here. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> a teacher would yeah, lose yeah. their job. <laughs> like the teacher actually dragged me on my back and I fell backwards. And I mean, it's I mean it's in Asian cultures very much you respect your teachers. Mm. But I mean, for me, I think there are limits as well. I mean, I did tell a teacher, do not touch me. Mm. Was because it wasn't just like a fall backwards. It was, I literally felt like I literally fell backwards. Mm. For What was the, what was, why did they do this? I was wearing ankle socks. You're wearing ankle socks? Yeah. And that was it? That's it. And that didn't pass their, no. Their uniform credentials? No. Ankle socks. Singapore is unnecessarily harsh in some really silly things as well. We had a ridiculous um, discipline master. He made us stand and sit, stand and sit, stand and sit. A couple of times to actually shut us up. This this sounds so. Um, it's really necessary. Just a crazy regime to me. Like, well, I mean, I felt that some teachers were actually crazy. Yeah. They they were genuinely happy with their job in Singapore. Just power hungry. Do you think? What do you think that is? Why do you think people like that? I think some teachers actually like the, the idea of respect. So strange, so odd. Um, do you think you you gained more from that experience at school than someone here would from going to a regular? Not really, I mean, from what I actually understand from the school culture, I, I cannot speak for all schools in the UK, but I can speak from my experience. I mean, the students and teachers actually, the, stu- the teachers actually see the students here as friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought it was actually quite an interesting um concept to me was very new i was like really that's fascinating do you actually call your teacher this in class and it's like we would never get away with that in singapore is it how you talk to your teachers well Mm. i mean i felt that i thrive best in this environment where teachers are a bit more relaxed and actually try to understand where you're coming from rather than saying do this do that do this and do that right yeah because i felt that um I'm glad that my mom sent me away as well because because I felt the culture wasn't perfect for me. I mean, I did not like being taught what to do. Right. I like people to understand where I'm coming from as well right. because I've got opinions yeah. on certain things. You're not just a cog in the machine. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Um, and I felt that was... Um, I felt that was um, when teachers understand you that that's really important because that's what being a teacher actually should be. Mm. Understanding where students coming from and and the teacher will help you yeah yeah the way you sort of described the the well i, I think probably the teachers everywhere is that they're just trying to create uh like cogs for the machine basically yeah yeah um and that shouldn't be the case we should be creating and and we should be uh sort of forcing people into more 
progressive mindsets. More, uh, we want people to be ambitious, but they don't oh, seem yeah. to encourage that very much. Ambition. It's always uh, just work. Just work. I mean, I think definitely in Scotland, at least, or mm. even England, I find that the teachers actually inspire students more. Mm. Yeah, inspire. That's a good. One. Um, much as most people say, "Oh, my teachers make me do this and do that," and it's like, what's it? I mean. Genuinely, quite nice people from what, from my understanding, stuff like that. I mean, I can't speak for all teachers yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. But I mean, there will I always mean, be bad ones. Yeah, yeah, one percent. I mean, there are good teachers in Singapore as well. Yeah. But in my honest opinion, I've never met <laughs> a teacher in Singapore, apart from my wonderful math tutor that actually gave me a book. Mm. That was really much the only teacher I actually really, really liked and actually inspired me. Give you a I book. I actually know there's one say? more. There's actually one more as well. Um, he was my, actually my year hit. Your what? It, he was the hit of the year. He was like oh, a hit, right. he was like a hit teacher of the year. Right, right. So um, he was inspirational. He was good. Yeah, he was good. Did but he didn't actually teach you. He did. Oh, he did. He taught well. me history in the first few years. <sighs> right, yeah, right. He was a great teacher. Then he was transferred out to a different school because mm. he was such a good teacher in the semi-private sector. That she, he was actually transferred to someone more functioning <laughs> um, state school and it's like. So, ah, oh, that's a pity because I wish we could retain good teachers in yeah. in 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 such a. It was a prestigious institution. Mm. I mean, I mean, it span over. Um, if I could put in the UK context, it's sp- this school span over two tube stations. Right. So to get to you could get from one end to the other end <laughs> by taking the underground. <laughs> How many pupils? Uh, ooh, that's a very good one. I think uh, there were there was a. Secondary school section, right? Which thirty pupils about four hundred fifty, about four four hundred four hundred fifty pupils. Uh, that's for one year in the multiple. That's about thousand what? six hundred thousand eight hundred. No, that's like the entire <gasps> school from one uh the uh from um what's it called? What do you call them here? Year nine, I believe. Year, year nine. nine. We don't have that, do we? I'm not. I, I'm not very familiar with Scottish. We we just have primary school and high school. High school, maybe. High school. Sorry, I would say right. um high school. Um, I quite lower sick and upper sick in my in in my mm. boarding school. So it seems like the education system is quite differently set up. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So for the first four years, about a thousand seven six hundred thousand eight hundred pupils, and when you get to the senior school section, it's about thousand five hundred in one year. So it's about um three thousand about. 3,000 spots, probably 800 about It's about 5,000, right. around 5,000 at least. <laughs> wow. And a, a big, big building, big place. Oh, yeah. Huge. Huge, yeah. yeah. It takes about 10 minutes to walk from one end to the other. Um, so when you when, when you came to the UK for education, had you ever been to the UK before? I have. Um, I went to London when I was yeah. eight. So you'd already sort of been uh, familiarised with... What it was like here, living here no on holiday yes it's just very holiday, different yeah, it's different very different experience. when you're on holiday and uh, when you actually live in the country right yeah so you're still very nervous to come over here to do education. I was it was a new experience yeah a new experience definitely you always be scared I mean you li- you're leaving your comfort zone mm. going to a completely different country I yeah mean, yes there are similarities like you speaking English as well and I'll get to the point about speaking English but oh that's um. Oh, that gets me all the time. Let's let's do that now. Let's uh, jump right in. <laughs> right. Um, 
I felt the teachers in high school were a bit unnecessary as well. Just because I was uh, I was a foreign student, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I. I mean, you can understand what I'm saying, can you? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's perfect. Great. Um, but I felt that the excuse that the teachers in the boarding school specifically gave was when I couldn't understand the concept. The first thing they poked at me was, "Is it because you didn't understand English well?" And say, "It's not because I couldn't understand English well. It's because you didn't explain it well. That's all." <laughs> I love how they're they're trying to blame you for oh, the yeah. fact that they didn't oh, yeah. teach very well. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're not teaching I mean, the way they should. Be. I'm I'm one hundred percent sure I'm not <laughs> the only one out of class of sixteen that yeah. doesn't understand what you've just yeah. spoke about in the last forty minutes. Pardon my uh, naivety. Mm-hmm. What is the official language of Singapore? Surprisingly, it's not English. It's not English. But the medium of education and the medium of um um. um of the working language in Singapore, it's English. It's English, right. It's English. So do you speak two languages? I speak Mandarin. Mandarin. Which will be, is that the official language of uh, Singapore? No, not even. No? It's not even. <laughs> the indigenous language there, it's Malay. It's right. the indigenous language of the people that were from the region right, there. Right, right. Um, so you speak Mandarin and... English. English. Right. Um, what, what did you learn first? English. English. And I learned Mandarin when I was six. Right. So you... I, even I speak to my grandparents in English. Yeah. That's what I, I My grandparents spoke English as well. Nice. Yeah. And then even these my teachers... my great-grandmother spoke English. teachers are... are they have... Uh, they're presuming that you... <laughs> can't understand their lessons. Because... Because you don't understand oh, English. I mean... I mean, when... When, <laughs> when my... When my parents actually flew over... And when the, one of the teachers actually said it could be a language issue, they got really angry. They said that to the, to your yeah your to parents my, to my parents yes, <laughs> and they were like, my parents said, we've been speaking to this boy English since he was born. Yeah, it's impossible that he can't understand you. I, I think I could rank who speaks the best of all the people I've ever come across. Who speaks the best English and you're at least in the top 10 <laughs> like <laughs> I've met people who grew up here who speak significantly worse I mean, English than you I, I'll be honest with you um, worse English and you know I, you probably I, know I mean, that I I was correcting my uh, yeah, my friend's coursework I believe for that. A-levels yeah. I was helping a Welsh man correct his English coursework mm. for his submission for his A-level submission yeah does it so again that seems to come back to the idea of like this institutionalized racism where it's just they, they just presume as soon as you're not from here you you don't, even, don't, you don't get have, it you don't even have to say you're not from here as long as you don't look like you're from here yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. even getting back to celebrities and things like that i mean they i mean those in the bbc that actually got into acting as well um for example Gemma chan i mean there were instances, I think, early on in the career saying that she can't fit the role because she didn't look the role. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, hmm. let's be honest. I mean, I think, from what I understand, no one has specifically said the race of James Bond. James Bond can be anything. Yeah. It's just... I would, it, James Bond is not even English. He's Scottish. Even... Not even Sean that. Connery, come on. Yeah, but what, do, what does it even matter? As a character, it's a, a character. Yeah, these are just figments of imagination. Exactly, they were yeah. putting onto screen or, I mean, or putting into Rowling literature. Made a very good point as well. Saying Hermione Granger, she 
people just know her as a girl with curly hair, but yeah. no one actually knows yeah. where she's actually from yeah. as well. Yeah. And, but even what do, I don't know. Do you think it even matters if, if they said that Hermione Granger was uh, a white English girl? Does it even matter if that's how she's portrayed on screen? I mean, it's just an actor. Yeah. It's just, it's just storytelling. We've got an amazing actress who's portraying an amazing character. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I mean, it should I, be as straightforward I, I, I mean, as that. I, I wish I, I could do the casting on those blockbusters. I mean, I would see the person's acting capability. That would be actually amazing. But yeah. unfortunately, um, that's not the case. It's whatever sells. Uh, some, some, I think some people who are in casting agencies still want people to actually look the role. Mm, yeah. That's unfortunate, but that's how it works. What does it mean to look the role, though? Just to look white, is that it? Just look the role, be be white and fit to the majority of Western culture because that's who we're trying to sell this to and that's who can Well, let's not even go into the, that because, oh my goodness, uh, there was the there was this movie called Dragon Ball Z as well mm. a couple of years ago in Avatar, Ang the Last Airbender mm. in Hollywood. So <laughs> That's not, that's not, that's not Goku. That's, that's not Aang. I mean, mm. Aang doesn't look like that. Mm. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But again, like I watched those movies and I didn't really think of it. You know, I, I, mean, I wouldn't notice that. I felt, I felt Dragon Ball Z was just completely wrong. I mean, Goku isn't a white Caucasian male. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate that. Uh, I'm, I'm almost blind to that yeah. because I, I just, to me, that's almost like a preset in my mind, mm-hmm. and then everything that deviates from that is is different, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it shouldn't be the case. Um, but then again, if I would say that, say, oh, uh, Goku can't be portrayed by a white guy. I'm having double standards for myself in the Asian because to say, I mean, like if that's the case, it's like saying that, oh, right. Uh, but I think there's a whole reason behind why white characters or, or, or people of like a Caucasian descent can't actually um, portray Asian characters was because I think Hollywood all along had been, when they had an Asian role and they cast a white guy, it's, there's always a racist connotation when that happened. You get what I mean? Mm. So I think that's the reason why some Asian Americans and some Asians around the world felt it offensive when Goku's portrayed by a white guy and Aang portrayed by a white boy. Yeah. Because are you saying that Asian actors are not good enough yeah. to actually fill this role? Or do they not have the aesthetic or the appeal or what is it? Maybe white? for the majority yeah. part in in, in, the, in certain parts of the world, yeah. actually, yeah. So really what we should do is, is whenever we have a role, we should give it to a completely random person like we a should, random we, person skills who actually oh uh, yeah we it. should we should just randomize it whatever so we just base it off of the quality of their acting without knowing who they are as an actual mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. without knowing any of their their sort of like uh like I- identity oh yeah and then we just do that i mean we're talking nonsense on for you know mm-hmm. we can't revolutionize the world oh on, no, no and yeah. that's, but I think I, I think I think from this podcast, I mean, if people watch that. I mean, I hope people can understand where, where yeah. some people who can speak English, because I mean, if I were to keep my mouth shut on the bus, people just think maybe just on a tourist, maybe just a this, maybe mm. just that, and people don't think much. But when you start speaking, 
and you realize oh this guy can speak english yeah things get a bit different mm. and i was like oh right okay so do you think there is a lot of like preset or, or, or uh what's the what i'm looking for people have uh they almost judge you well of course do you think they judge you before they, they meet you just by looking at you do you think they have preset ideas of what you'd be like if they're not exposed then yes if they're yeah. exposed and you see this person for who they are i think that's that's that will be different because mm. i have friends from bigger cities who are white themselves who've come from manchester right and like bigger cities i'm not saying everyone from the big cities that open-minded but they literally just saw me as a person and that's the reason why i'm very good friends with them right because i also i i too see them as just a person i had no inhibition thinking oh we can't be good friends because you have a different race it's mm. more like you're cool we we click really well mm. you're my good friend yeah. yeah that's it that i think that's the most important thing which yeah it definitely should be the most important thing I, see i see just i just see people that's it same I, I think that's how everyone should very see much, yep. yeah it doesn't matter about anything really um i mean it's, i think it's partly because you've got good values as well come on I, it's just i i think learning about culture is fascinating um mm -hmm. and it, i think there's a difference between having sort of like a preset idea of what people are like if many people thought like you brexit wouldn't happen <laughs> <laughs> so politics you're not a fan of brexit i see oh um I'm quite neutral about Brexit because I mean, I'm not from here, but I like to see how events unfold here, and to, mm. I, I'm more interested in the way why people think a certain way. Mm. Can I interject? Do you want to live here? Ooh, live here. That's yeah. a good question. Do I really want to live here? When you when you finish, education, I'm not sure yet. I'm really not sure yet. I mean, I'm still young. I like mm. to travel. Mm. Who knows where I'll be? I mean, I'll see where. The opportunities are so you're just taking every day as it comes uh, yep. and seeing where you are because um might be anywhere could mm. be anywhere could even be back in singapore for a couple of years yeah yeah why not um yeah i mean i mean it's so easy to fly around and find work these days anywhere around the world right yeah um as d what you're studying is that something you can go into anywhere no no, no? i mean well you can research anywhere that's one thing for sure but right. if i want to stay in chemistry that's a whole different question altogether right um where do you kind of see yourself going do you just want to travel for a bit i just want to travel yourself? for a bit and actually see a place where i can actually resonate with i mean i really love scotland i mean scotland's mm -hmm. given me so many opportunities here um the people have been great really in general it's a bit cold though isn't it? it's a bit cold yeah, yeah. edinburgh is freezing yeah i mean i mean i've been to glasgow a couple of times and it's I a bit colder there is it yeah i'd say so i think the people are chiller there chiller <laughs> i like your word choice oh, yeah. chiller because it's colder uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no the people in glasgow are actually amazing i mean mm. people say that people in glasgow are a bit rough yeah rougher i, I would say that's probably the case yeah but i, I find a bit more genuine as well though very kind i know mm. i'm not sure but just generally very kind i mean yeah. I think because also Glasgow has been um, exposed in the Industrial Revolution. It was an industrial city. Lots of people came from around the world. I'm not saying there weren't, there weren't problems. I mean, I think Glasgow even had um, a councillor, I think, from Pakistan in the 60s or 70s. The no very idea. first one, yeah. That's fascinating. I was, and I think he recently, I'm not sure if he did pass away or something, but 
yeah, people paid tribute to him because right. he did change the way of how people from Glasgow actually greet people yeah. from Pakistan. I mean, right. that was, I mean, no doubt. I mean, if you're a pioneer and you're the very first batch that that came over to a completely foreign country, there are definitely going to be difficulties. Like people, oh, I'm yeah. sure people say, "Oh, what's this food? What's your culture?" And blah blah blah. I can see lots of people from um, um, Pakistan and Bangladesh and India residing mm-hmm. in Glasgow right now. They're grandfathers, fathers. And yeah, yeah. So do you think it's just that Glasgow has experienced more culture throughout the years? They've experienced more uh, of the world and people from other places? Do you know places? how much as they say Edinburgh is a cultural city? <laughs> I would say Glasgow is a more colourful mm. city. Mm. And so I think people are a bit more, they're a bit more used to certain things there. Mm. Mm. used to certain things I like that I like the way you put that it's almost like they've they've uh, not been conditioned but they're just sort of like they've, they've had enough of it so they're like yeah it's fine now we don't mind it's and it should be yeah. should yeah, yeah I mean yeah it's um, it's like if you grew up with it if you grew up yeah. with d- different people wrong it's very different it's like my boarding school is um, 95 I would say 95 I could literally count the number of um, students from Hong Kong and China with one hand Mm, yeah, of right. like a, a a year of a hundred people, and uh, most of them haven't even leave. They haven't yeah. even left Europe before, not even to America. Yeah, they've not yeah. experienced enough of the world. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think they have been in Spain, Lanzarote, or like um, <laughs> but Lanzarote. Let's be honest now; it's very much um, Britain in Spain, yeah, is it now? Yeah. yeah, Lanzarote is where British people go to meet more British people. I'm not gonna lie; place. I think I, I think. Uh, from what seen on like documentaries when about you know Brexit and stuff like that, people sat about leaving, like to like, go to go to people people who are working like be British people working in like Lanzarote and stuff like that, they were sad to leave. Why? Because I, I think there's like some problem with the visa and stuff like that. They had to come ah, back. Right. Some of them are not sure about their pensions and stuff like that because right. not covered by the EU anymore. It's like it's like you know you're in someone's <laughs> else's country and you you're <laughs> like, what's going on the, the irony that's funny and it's like uh, that's what I found really funny I mean most of people say um, Britain they don't consider themselves Europeans but let's be honest now yeah let's be honest now I mean if you were to actually look I mean even the royal family if you were to look at the proper royal family like the English English royal family they're all German <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. It, I mean, if you want pure English, it would be all the way back to the Tudors. Mm. That, that is English. I mean, yeah, I mean, even the royal family is fairly, really mixed. I mean, yeah. Austrian, German descent, stuff Greek. like that. Yeah, Greek. Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Prince Philip. Yeah. What, uh, what does Brexit mean for you? Does it ha- Will it have any impact on you studying here? It doesn't really affect me because, I mean, I've really got a student visa and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, so you're um, safe. I'm safe. I mean, until graduation so when you graduate are you still safe to you go see the thing is i'm not sure boris johnson said he's opening up to the world and engaging the ex-colonies again like people like me mm. he would want people like me because um i'm i think when you are um, a graduate student you consider a skilled worker stuff like that it's getting a bit dark oh we're spacing up new lighting i'm not ready for this This would be a good time for an ad break, but I don't have any ads. <laughs> that tea is really good, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, well, where was it? Uh, what's the uh, story behind the day? Singaporean tea. Oh, um, just got it in Singapore. It's got in Singapore. It's just a um, <laughs> special blend. 
So, it's good. I rate it highly. I'm glad. Shout out to that tea company, whatever it's called. Thank you very much. Um, Price from Singapore. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, that is up. Oh, yeah. Um, so I yeah. really need some scent. I really love your teas. Please send it here. <laughs> it's hard. My mum barely visits me and I barely go back as well. <laughs> I'd really love to be in that level of, of a podcast influencer where if I did say something like that, they do just send me a bunch of tea. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. One day, that's what I'm aiming for. That's my goal. I don't, I don't even want to get paid. I just want paid in tea and other yeah. goods. Yeah. I mean, that's all I you need. I mean, you just need food to live. I mean, right? Pretty much need food. Surviving, yeah. So yeah, tea companies. <laughs> um, so where are we? What are we talking about? Was it Brexit? Yeah, yeah. How boring. <laughs> was literally every day in second year last year. Every single day on the BBC was literally Brexit. Yeah. If it wasn't Brexit, it was football. Which is also kind of boring in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not a big football fan yeah. either. <laughs> it's just... Um. So Singapore. What uh, do you, do you do you miss anything when you're here? Do I miss anything? Your oh, one hundred percent. I miss the food. The food. Oh, the food. <laughs> oh, the food. Yeah. Is do we not have the the same standard here? I believe we probably don't. No, not even close. I mean, there are some really nice foods here. That's not. Go- I'm not going to lie, but they're European food. It's. Mm not really british food yeah brand doesn't really have i mean there, there was a joke i mean there was a joke by lots of uh even even little britain uh, so little britain the, the the series i mean they did make fun of british food as well it's like british food would you like indian or chinese mm, yeah mm. so it's like yeah which is me- that's a good thing though isn't it that Britain, Britain has almost no national dish. Its national dish is every other national oh, dish. I mean, I'll give, I'll give, I'll, all right, shout all my British friends out there. At least you guys got fish and chips. You guys make good fish and chips. <laughs> that is really the, the lowest level of, uh, of. I mean, I think the history of fish and chips is actually built on uh, practicality during the Industrial Revolution as well. Like, the reason why it's wrapped newspapers, so like workers yeah, can yeah, eat on the go yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, Cuisine's all built around practicality as well. Because, um, yeah. You think? I mean, for Britain at least. Yeah, just for Britain, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, I would say Singapore has its culture, but it, it's, it's definitely from our descendants from around the, the region as well, from China, from the, uh, the Malayan Peninsula. So it's all a bit mixed there. We <clears throat> get thousand years of history and, a hun- and some parts, a hundred years of history. There's time to develop food and and methods to cook. Right, right. They are time consuming. That's no doubt. That's the reason why um, people in Singapore and um, people who actually sell food only specialize in a single dish sometimes as well. Really? Yeah. Wow. There's uh, special shops that only sell certain things as well. That's interesting. Yeah. Where do you prefer here or there? Here, the UK or there? To live Singapore, just in general. In general. That's hard to say. If you did take all the good things from both, which one do you think has more good things for you personally? I mean, I really can't answer that question no. because it's so difficult. Every yeah. country has its good points. I mean, life here is good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There are difficulties here, but I think I think I like living here because my friends are here. I've been, mm, yeah. I mean, my, my formative years, like 17 all the way up to how old I am right now even when I was doing my national service 
it was hard to connect with the people there during national service was because I had very different mm. um, educational experiences and yeah. uh, the way I was being brought up as well. Different way of thinking. Oh yeah, the only one I actually um, who, who was good friends with me was actually a boy who's from Singapore but lived in Malaysia, but went to an international school that did the British education system. Right. <laughs> who's actually in Bath right now studying. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Where Where's the, the most interesting place you've been? Most interesting place? Yeah. Most eye-opening place? Eye-opening, ooh. In Europe or in Britain? Anywhere. Oh, I love traveling so much. It's hard to say eye-opening. Um, I need a recommendation. Edinburgh's interesting architecture, but Glasgow's interesting culture. Right. All right. So, which sounds like if you want to just look at stuff, go to Edinburgh. But if you want to be part of something, go to Glasgow. Glaswegians are... They will not shy away from things. They will stand up for themselves. They mm. are very confident and outspoken people which i actually really admire as well they taught me a couple of things like don't stand for this like stand up for yourself really yeah. which is yeah which i i i learned a lot as well because um like uh i chat with Ria's like growing up as well because uh, like his family's from glasgow but before that even he they came from a different country yeah came in he he i've learned a great deal from how to deal with stuff on how to deal with certain people as well. Yeah? Yeah. It's interesting. Don't have to be aggressive. You just have to be polite and stand up for yeah. yourself. And just speak speak your truth. Speak the truth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for that, I actually admire him. He's a, he's a good man. That's nice. I like that. Um, that's, a, that's a good place to end, I'd say. Yeah. It's a nice, nice note to finish on. Is there anything you'd like to bring up? Anything you want to plug? No, I mean, the reading week's about to end, or the creative learning week's about to end, and so I'm back to the grind again. So oh. revision, revision, revision. Till May, do the exams and see what happens. Do you have any words of wisdom? Uh, do prepare in advance. Never leave it to the last minute. I like it. Thank you very much for coming thank on very and much. talking with me. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for letting me host it in your house. Absolutely your humble fine. Abode. Absolutely fine. And... Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you.